Hey everybody, and welcome to the Passion Podcast. My name is Saora Love, and this is the place to be for all things to do with intimacy, relating, sex, polarity, and how we can all take more responsibility for what we experience in our lives. In this podcast, you'll find all the things you need to be able to understand yourself and your intimate connections more. Therefore, you'll be able to experience more passion, play, and deep satisfaction in your relationships and in all other areas of your life. This podcast is for all genders and sexual orientations, though we do use a lot of heteronormative language. Masculine and feminine are qualities that are in all beings and genders. We all express both and we all need both. This is the language that I'm choosing to use here because this is my own personal experience. This is my identity and therefore informs how I show up. So I'm acknowledging this at the outset and any impact that this might create. None of this is absolute truth. There's actually no such thing that can be put into words. So if it resonates, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, that is also great. I invite you to be really open-minded and get curious about what ways this does resonate for you. Because of the challenges facing men at this time and how men are socialized in our culture, I do a lot of exploring both men and the masculine on this podcast. We explore what is needed for men to find wholeness and embodiment. We look at how women can take more responsibility and how we can more accurately support the men in our lives. We also dive into what women need from themselves, each other, and from men in order to find true satisfaction. I believe that to evolve, we need to learn radical self-responsibility, but we also really need each other. Humans are truly capable of so much more depth, wholeness, and eloquence than we realize. I really hope you find this episode useful and that you find some real, tangible answers that you can integrate into your life. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Passion Podcast. I'm super excited today to be discussing things with Ethan Jay. How are you doing, Ethan? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> nice. Yeah, welcome. Um, yeah, we had a really amazing chat last week just in preparation for this recording today. And yeah, I must admit that I've been really looking forward to it. We've got some some interesting things in store for all of you. <laughs> Ethan, I wonder if you could just start by sharing with people a little bit about who you are. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm 44 years old now and um, been on the awakening path for quite some time. Um, started off with uh, a death experience that I had when I was in my early 20s. And it more or less really, really got my attention off early of you know what direction I was going to take in life. So um, as a result of that death experience, uh, I came back with the ability to see the human energy field and uh, met a really wonderful teacher that was a third generation psychic medium that trained me for the better part of 18 years and being able to see and work with the human, human energy field system. Wow, 18 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, a big portion of that went into um, 
basically training people to work with the human energy field, but um, also doing um, exorcism work. So I was doing a lot of work around alleviating negative energies off of people's fields and in homes. Um, travel out of the United States doing that kind of work. And um, uh, how that kind of segued into relationship work um, had to do with probably a halfway, halfway point in that 18 year period. I had a body of students that um, basically were plateauing in all of their skills and their spiritual development. And unanimously across the board, the issue was that they wanted to live the spiritual life but they wanted to be able to have it in relationship and mm. they were failing with that capacity to do that it was almost like their spiritual practices were creating a division between them and their partners rather than creating more intimacy mm. so yeah so um that really really got my attention quick with like well if we're going to live in the western world then we want to have a spiritual life then we've got to figure out how to make this work with relationships so right. yeah so um basically i i started spending thousands of hours of studying the human energy field phenomena in relationships so i would basically watch the field what, what, the, what the energy field was doing between two people when they would talk and interact and even to some degree became pretty obsessed with it and was even in doing it in my own personal relationships. So mm -hmm. spending a lot of hours like, okay, so we're talking on this level and, and we're talking about this, but what's happening on this kind of underneath tone, right? What's happening in the energetics while we're talking moment by moment, right? And um, more or less what birthed out of that was uh, just hands down every time when people would engage, the place where um they're talking and having sort of the conversation level of consciousness right the kind of cognitive back and forth of language right was entirely on another level of consciousness from the place where actual true connection was so um i i spent many many years basically figuring out what is actually controlling life to keep it on this cognitive level right mm -hmm. like what what keeps life there and then from there from that understanding of what does that um how do we navigate ourselves into the place of where real connection exists wow and yeah so there's a <laughs> that <laughs> that is not a uh, a cognitive answer as all i can say is like wow leaping consciousness mm -hmm. right so when we start to conversate and we start to connect we're we're paying attention to a whole nother deeper level of phenomena right? mm -hmm. and that tells us vastly way more about what the person is like who they truly are what mm -hmm. what's their real reason for being why are they here right and and the the invitation to come into the soul expression right the soul intelligence of of being and how how relationship is 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 inviting us moment by moment right there's an intelligence there that's asking us to go deeper and to really investigate all of the multi-dimensionality of being right right and 
so that's that's available there and so i, I developed a really really uh, beautiful elegant system to help people to awaken to that paradigm right? that that's what's trying to happen in every moment um and how to live from that place and wow. uh, these yeah and bring that into all of their relationships not just their intimate ones my goodness yeah. there is like <laughs> about a billion things i could <laughs> yeah. riff off all yeah. of that there's it's right. just it pretty seems pretty endless but the the first thing that comes to mind just in reflection of that is one of my greatest teachers in this life used to regularly say that what you can see in here is two percent of what's going on yeah yeah that's like um you know there's another one around i think the, the there's a physicist named david bohm who came up with something called the uh, implicate order and the explicate order and i may have the mixed up with which one is what <laughs> which but the the implicate order i think is made up of everything that we can see and sense within the five senses right and the explicate order is everything else that's there, mm. right, that we can't perceive. So the implicate order is made up of less than 5% of the known reality. So yeah. if we apply that to connection, right, like how many, how much more is there to what a human being is that we're not seeing and we're not connecting to, right? Yeah. And that just makes me feel that suddenly, like when people are more in touch with psychic powers, mm. you know, maybe they've just cleared out a little bit more of what's in the way to let them just pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, and you know, in my, in my work, it, that is kind of the, uh, to me, what generated a lot of our traumas and disconnection in the first place is being cut off from all these other dimensions of self. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Like uh, our, our transcendental being, right. Is longing to return to it, have connection to it and live mm -hmm. from it, have people see and witness and actually connect to our multidimensionality. Mm -hmm. And that more often than not is a, is a uh, massive um, healing uh there in 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 the system is, is to help you to to reconnect to those dimensions mm -hmm. and once we do especially in intimate partnership when we're reflected multi-dimensionally when we're reflected in our real like soul level true self and we get seen there mm -hmm. we get witnessed there um more often than not that's that's probably a good 80 percent of the healing process right there is just having that restored Wow. Yeah, right? yeah, I really feel that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I feel like we could go in so many different directions, but I would love to I would love to pick your brain a bit about what yeah. what you have experienced in in your practices with couples and yeah. like what if there's some main core themes that you witness time and time again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, gosh, you know, let's see here. So one of the most classic patterns, um, if we use the, we could use the platform of, of the attachment theory right. of um, the anxious and the, and the withdrawal, right? right. So 
Um, I'm going to kind of broaden that context and kind of bridge it with my philosophy of, of what I see in couples. Um, so one of the things, the core things that I teach is help to pe help people to gain conscious governorship over their own human energy field system. Okay. So, so when we approach someone, right, depending on, you know, um, like a real hard for, I'll just give you like a, for instance, and then it would be a good segue into, you know, some, some examples of, you know, when I don't understand that when I have a real penetrating presence, right. And I kind of lean into you and I put my energy field totally forward in your system, it can start to generate anxiousness, right. Like a fear, like, whoa, like you're, you're in my space, right. <laughs> Right, like, hey, back, back it up a little bit, right? For some, okay. yes. So, so that ends ends up being sort of like the um, a perfect segue into um, something I see that happens with women, where um, they'll basically look over and they'll see the man that's there in the room, and they're withdrawn, right? They're they're the body's there, but they're not mm -hmm. here, right? Mm -hmm. They're elsewhere kind of checked out, you know, I'm sure a lot of women can totally identify, right? <laughs> Definitely. So, so what it does is it usually enacts some form of an anxious inquiry. And usually sometimes that anxiousness is very well cloaked. So it can look like, um, so the woman looks over and sees the man is withdrawn and then she goes, and then she asks, you know, how are you doing, babe? Like, <laughs> right? And so on the surface, it's an inquiry that it looks like it's about them, right? Like, how are you doing, right? Mm. Well, what's happening in the sub-layer is that the woman is usually um, past the felt sense experience, the emotional feeling of that, hey, I'm actually feeling a little anxious. I'm feeling uh, fearful, right? You're in the room, but you're not here, mm. right? So instead, kind of jumps more into the cognitive, like left brain, how are you doing, right? Which is kind of like a management to try to get an understanding about what's happening in the man's state so that they'll come out and then be here. And then right. thus it would satisfy the anxious feeling and then she could relax again. Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And in a way, is she actually saying like, can you see how I'm doing? Right, exactly. It's an indirect way of doing that, but... Um, you know, when we follow the story deeper of, you know, we really start getting into the understanding of what creates the anxious type, right? And it's, it's usually because they had a parent figure that they had to manage. They had to manage their surroundings a lot, right, to get love. Yeah. So um, there's a preoccupation where, you know, they have to manage other people's systems to get them to be safe so that they can feel safe. Right. Yeah. So, um, but here's one of the, here's how that first phenomena applies is that usually when the woman goes to inquire, inquire about the state, right? There's two different phenomena that are happening. The one, when that kind of left-brained penetrative inquiry comes on, like, hey, how are, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, where are you, right? That that push in or that lean in into the field that space of the man, right? That penetration of inquiry, mm. when it's not actually 
connected to the deep reality of where it's coming from right like it's mm. she went past her emotion of how she feels and is trying to make it look like it's him mm. so it's two it's a combination of two different phenomena of for one it's a field phenomena i'm coming in and i'm pushing on your field right and then you combine that with a question an inquiry that's not grounded in truth right yeah you know what i'm saying so when that hits the nervous system of the man it goes right into the trigger responses because for one it it's usually mirroring um a story that like another piece of the story of when that um man was in childhood they had a lot of intrusive responses right and so that's one story that starts getting put online is the approach Mm -hmm. is mirroring a trauma response Mm -hmm. which doesn't usually get brought up until it gets out of hand right Mm -hmm. and then the second one is that there's a question that's coming from the woman that isn't grounded in truth Mm -hmm. so it adds to the the feeling of it's not safe because you're asking about me when really it's about you Mm -hmm. right and some part of that man can feel that dissonance even if he's not cognitively aware of it right so what happens is the parts right the parts pick it up and they start going into that triggered like hypervigilant response of like where is the truth right where is the ground of where it's safe right so that's a very very classic uh experience of having to um help to train people that of what the what the energy field does right what the phenomena when we engage with the field is is capable of doing and then um the other one is really being able to understand all of the the interconnected story that becomes about the surface level now phenomena mm. that makes sense mm-hmm. so as in it the looks kind like, of a domino chain of effects yeah like what other story is is now being drawn into the moment that has no, that is a bigger part of the story right on one level it's just a woman asking a man hey how are you doing and now we've brought in you know her own trauma responses and his own trauma responses so if you're not aware of that right then we can't get to, we can't start stepping into the ground of awakening right? It's right that when we really understand what's happening it evokes compassion and that compassion is the fuel that we use to go to the awakened ground of where connection really is mm-hmm. definitely yeah. beautiful yeah. and <laughs> i'd love i'd love to know what would you feel would be a much more honest way for a woman to um, approach that kind of situation? Because it's a pretty common. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, it, it goes in both directions. It's not entirely about what the woman would do, right? Um, because there is a responsibility on the man's side of things to notice uh, when he withdraws. Mm-hmm. When he's in the room and when he pulls his field back, right, close to the body, they can kind of do it now, right? Mm-hmm. Right. When I do that and I'm not a, and I, I'm not in governorship of knowing how that impacts my surroundings. I feel an right? immediate impact on my body. Yeah, totally. Right. Mm-hmm. Versus when I come out, 
mm-hmm. right and i'm here like you yeah. can feel me you can right. feel the warmth right? right right okay so so part of that two-way street is that training that man to be aware of when he withdraws his energy okay? right because no matter what even if he does do um if he doesn't do that right mm-hmm. it'll be constantly kind of rubbing like a sore spot of that that anxious side that's from the woman right? it really is it's true yeah. yeah yeah so that's the side of the equation with the man and with the woman is just to slow down Mm-hmm. Right. like um really really notice you know the sensate level of experience be, practice to be more in touch with it and that goes for the man too right? right we're guilty of like being way too much in the head but like being in that sensate experience and getting comfortable with being there and then it can if i have a relationship to that sensation level that emotional body level right it can let me know, right, right away. Um, when I engage with someone, it like, oh, there's a feeling. Oh, what does that feel like? Okay. Right. Oh, it feels like there's a mild paralysis in there. Like my system is starting to kind of, you know, cringe inside. Oh God, that's uncomfortable. And now, right, there's that kind of speed of the part that wants to jump in and try to get it to stop, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it'll reach out and try to manage the man to try to hurry up and get that sensation to go away. So it's just, it's just that invitation. And if the man is more present and has, has his field out, right, it'll help with that process with the woman being able to slow down mm-hmm. and feel herself more. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it's just taking the steps of, of, of really um, leading from that place when you speak right it's, it's very very different you can feel the way i'm doing it now when i speak from the body right about maybe what's the state is like oh wow babe i'm really noticing that i'm totally contracted and i'm freaking out inside yeah mm. versus hey babe i'm really freaking out inside mm-hmm. right like if I pull my energy up into my head, it does an entirely different response. Mm-hmm. So staying down in the body, mm-hmm. speaking from the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, I, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, so <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I find also that at times, not not every time, but at times as a woman, when you slow down and drop into the body, that actually pulls a man's presence forward naturally anyway not every time but that actually does have a great effect yeah no profoundly i i agree that's a real kind of core masculine feminine dynamic there Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah beautiful um and i get curious of like how this um or something like this might have shown up in your life for you and what you how what has been your personal journey of exploration through it yeah yeah so i would definitely say that my personal life experience with relationships um massively inspired uh the production of the work um i I can give you just kind of one of my own personal experiences which is really really valuable it's something i share a lot with a lot of men that i work with Mm um and i share it with the women too um but basically um 
the whole awakening around when you when you start to develop an intimate relationship, all these different levels of phenomena that begin to happen, right? And one level of it is that it, in my work, I call it a shared nervous system, right? I may feel like it's kind of common sense now, but when we start to engage, we start creating these neural energetic cord connections between right. the body. So a lot of the felt phenomena, right, even whether we're saying or not, is being shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah? But if we don't know that and we don't understand how to navigate that kind of subtle phenomena that's happening in our bodies, right, right we can get confused of like right. who's who, who's feeling what. Like right. I, I can be sitting and deeply connected to you and feeling really, really like a panic feeling. And that could be everything and more of like what the partner is feeling and they're feeling it vicariously, right? Right. But I, if I don't know that, I can so totally take off on my own story of, and try to manage it and there's something wrong with me and really it's something that's you're sharing the field experience, right. mm-hmm. partner. Mm-hmm. So when that bond becomes very powerful over time, Right. You're, and you don't have a system in place to help you to manage that successfully. Right. It can create a nightmare experience of, right. of yeah, what it's like, especially when you're attached to someone who has a lot of dysregulation. Right. right? Someone who's got a lot of trauma responses, but yeah. you don't know that as you're weaving your energetics inside them, you are now attached to that dysregulation. Exactly. Right? Whether you like it or not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, one of the last relationships that I was in, um, you know, it really like a enlightened brick out of the sky sort of hit me over the head that like, hey, there's some really big responsibility about when you choose to go into partnership with someone, right? Um, and that if you're not equipped to take it on and you're not walking into it consciously, like I know my partner's got a lot of trauma and you don't have that soul level of commitment, then they do too, to like work it out, right? It's a daily thing that you choose to do to work it out. Um, it can be highly traumatic and, um, we are almost like, uh, you know, when it ended and I was pulling out of it, it took a good, almost a full year to sort of unravel, right? Mm-hmm. All of the impacts, mm-hmm. right? That I started to take on and just get used to and develop mm-hmm. the management and took a lot of energy to manage it. Um, so there was like a, um, it's almost as bad of winging yourself off of a bad addiction. Right. It is right. exactly that, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of the same neurochemical right. responses that mm-hmm. are happening mm-hmm. and all that. So um, it's just like a, a warning, but a warning of love to like all yeah. the people out there. It's like, yeah. you know, I um, really want to inspire a, um, a revolution into when we choose a partner, right? Like to really, really invite uh, your awakening and the, you know, the highest level of awareness and the highest heart that you have to choose wisely. Right. 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 And yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I really relate to that. And, um, 
I mean, there's there's so many things that you're sharing that I have definitely explored and just have a little bit of a different vocabulary around it. Sure. And, you know, I've done a lot of a lot of meditation and um, I've had some teachers in my life who have been uh, pretty brutal with me in the best way possible and have yeah. really supported me to just... Um, to really become incredibly sovereign. Um, and I hear that a lot of what you're talking about, you know, is like, I don't remember the wording that you use, but about being able to navigate your own energetic field. That mm -hmm. really is sovereignty to me, you know, about yeah. no longer. And of course, you know, we're all susceptible to varying degrees, but to, to no longer be reliant on others for choosing how you're going to feel and learning that we are capable of accessing what we choose within our own field. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's been yeah. huge for me. And, and then also the recent relationship that, um, I explored, it was only, we were only together for three months and I experienced a lot of what you were sharing around how, and, and that was why it ultimately ended, even though there was just, a, uh, there was a lot of beauty there, but ultimately I realized that I was processing so much of his stuff through my body and, and it yeah. was exhausting me. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, <laughs> you, you physiologically, there are all kinds of things that it can make you, it can make you ill. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally can make exactly. you mentally and physically ill if you mentally, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 I'm I'm at least um thrilled, right? That you're you're coming into that realization. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. right? We all had our own like ways of having figuring it out kind of through the hard the hard way. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of the processes of like taking the leap, taking the leap from that that place of, you know, what I call the ordinary mind level of relationship, right? Okay. Like, like we're, what, what's one of the things that we need to do when we're, when we're beginning to take that leap. And, um, you know, one of the ways that we're, that we're very habituated to, um, to do is to sort of sum up, uh, the people that we know. Right. It's, it's a little bit of a bad habit. So, you know, especially in the new relationships, um, we meet them and we we kind of do the checklist. That's kind of like <laughs> a person on paper. Right. Like they have a degree, you know, they're five foot three, brown hair, brown eyes. Right. They come up with a good family. They, they got a went to a good college. Right. You kind of go through all the ordinary mind level checklist of that approach and when we're going and we're talking about a person or a connection we have right and we go we may be explaining it to family explaining it to friends oh i met this new person and they go well tell me what she's like or tell mm -hmm. me what he's like right mm -hmm. and then you you give the the checklist right you give sort of the the ordinary level checklist off and what that um, just kind of inviting like what that does on the energetic level is this it, it 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 kind of encapsulates people's personas and a parenthesis it's kind of like right. this is who they are right. right we kind of put a little parenthesis around them 
right? And everyone kind of knows that if you keep sort of that stagnant, you know, locked in time perception, right? And you keep that around the person that you're connected to, right? What happens is they begin to feel it. Right. And it's probably even more exemplified stronger when you go back to be around your family, when you uh -huh. haven't been around them for a long time. And they have this idea about who you are, right? right? Probably a little bit more of a muggle version of yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so one of the things that I teach is that, you know, how in relationship you're doing that on a subtle level, even, even from a place of kind of pure innocence, right? And like a day, an example would be like, you know, maybe there's like a bad habit, kind of a funny habit, right? That your, your partner has of like, oh, you know, she always is losing things, right? right? And so you go, she always loses things, right? You put that kind of expectation, almost like you got, now that's an identity. It's a part of who we are and you've got it on replay because you play it right. inside your head, but that's right. a part of their personality, right? Mm -hmm. But what you don't realize is that that creates a ripple of multidimensional constriction. Mm -hmm. it, it helps to keep them losing things, mm -hmm. right? So it's being really, it's a, it's a spirit, it's bringing spiritual practice like into your, your relationship to at the end of the day, having to go through and interrupt those temptations to parenthesize your partner. Wow. So, mm -hmm. so it, you know, it, and it does go, uh, there needs to be a healthy like version of it of where you don't try to like rose colored goggle. Yeah. Don't bypass yeah. it. But when you parenthesize, keep one end of the cap loose. Does that make sense? Yes. So I, I hold you, I support you, but I'm holding the reality that these less than perfect, you know, yeah. Used to say what that really means, but like right. you get what I'm saying. The less than <laughs> yeah. person attributes are not the true nature of their being. Mm -hmm. right? And to actually take a moment and access the pure reality, right, of their essence, mm -hmm. their mind, right? That the, this this mind that is God, goddess, is omnipresent and knows all things and can never forget anything. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So taking that time to like interrupt the the hypnosis of ordinary my ordi ordinary mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the truth of that just lands so beautifully in my body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um do you have any advice around how people can achieve that within themselves yeah so as a base you know it may be kind of a, a you know in this day and age it's in the spiritual community it's cliche to say mm -hmm. like uh, you need to be practicing meditation right but if you're not then you yeah. need to be yeah. right like yeah. it's it's really a fundamental part of life mm -hmm. that if we're not communing with ourselves right yeah. multi-dimensionally if we're not communing with the source of who and what we are then then we have no we have no real connection and have a relationship to it to rely on right 
-hmm. have nowhere to go. And usually when we have nowhere place to really feel solidly um, that we can rely on, then we rely on our own capacities, our human capacities, our human mind, right? Which um, in the grand scheme of things will not be sufficient as being able to draw like the level of life force that that we need to constantly be having as a part of our experience to to love fully yeah, right? mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. beautiful yeah. do you have a, is a part of your spiritual practice um a part of your relationship practice like how do you how do those marry or definitely yeah it's absolutely yeah. crucial um it was interesting because before when you were saying that people have their checklist, um, mm -hmm. my checklist is is way more esoteric than, than <laughs> the, one, <laughs> the one that you mentioned. Um, yeah, right. my checklist is is predominantly on a spiritual level. There is obviously certain um, things that are more physically based, um, yeah. like like a man needs to understand what his purpose is and and actually be um creating engaging, engaging in that mm -hmm. absolutely crucial um but yeah like if if a person is not well established in meditation for me personally it's is it's just not it's not possible that it's going to work really well mm. um and yeah, and I really agree with you that how crucial it is that we have these established and, and repetitive ways to reconnect with what's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I even I even notice it just I mean, I have not had very much experience of relationship in these past years. I've been I've been very single and mm. and just um going through a deep period of of clearing and cleansing and um coming very deeply into myself for the last two and a half years um mm -hmm. and before that i was in a, a long-term relationship for um towards going on towards four years mm -hmm. and yeah the the main thing that wasn't working in that relationship was that we were at different places spiritually and that yeah. affects everything absolutely yeah. everything yeah, um, especially affects intimacy. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, big piece right there. Um, you know, it's a, a main body purpose for why I began to take this path to help people, um, uh, you know, in the community, I'm, I'm a teacher in a, an institute called the Luminous Awareness Institute. And mm -hmm. it's uh, ran by my partner, um, Annalisa Edelberg, and a number of really wonderful awakened teachers that, um, but one of the things that I saw, like kind of coming into the community, the community um, is that when one partner goes into a really extraordinary awakened experience and they, they just explode in their consciousness, and then they come back to the partnership. And if the partnership, if the partner has no way to receive this new being, wow. right? Mm -hmm. Right. Then what happens is the default of the parts, right? And the traumas in there end up sort of taking a hold of the expansion and then bringing it back down to a, right. a more palatable um, level, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, 
your partner was used to a 45 watt range and then you came back off the mountain right beaming at 85 right but your partner's system isn't you know so so it's just developing you're really coming into the strength and the, the wisdom of that and and knowing that if you're going to expand and you're going to be in a partnership that you got to have ways unless you do it completely together right which would be the highest thing that i would suggest but if you don't have a ways to navigate when that expansion comes in through one partner or the other and they both learn to assimilate and they take time to do it right Right. Right. then inevitably there's an upper limit experience and it and it the an argument ensues of something like that to basically hijack the energy to bring it back down yeah 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 it's like it's like one thing to be allowing ourselves to continuously die and become anew and it's Mm -hmm. a whole nother thing to be doing that with somebody else and fully allowing them to die and become anew and therefore the relationship to continuously become something new so beautiful so i have a couple of questions that i often ask in most of the interviews Mm -hmm. and one of them is around what it is that you find attractive and important in a partner or what do you find attractive in in women what is what are important aspects for you um in a partner gosh Probably the most attractive is when a woman has conscious governance over of her radiance, like mm-hmm. knows how to harness it, like mm-hmm. every body, uh, every part of her radiant being through her body, and just can walk into the room and then everything just you know the everything that's colorful, everything in the whole room t- is almost like a magnetic extension of her. And mm-hmm. she knows it, mm-hmm. right? And there's there's like something when I look into her eyes and I can feel her connection to everything in the room, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right? There's something that's just undeniably explosive that just goes like a beeline into my soul, like, I'll do anything for you. <laughs> Beautiful. Right? Like, mm-hmm. like, if you keep that light turned on like that, I'll do, I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I can definitely attest that my the lady I'm with right now has that capability. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but, you know, just um, when I try to communicate that, convey that to other men who who have seen glimpses of it, right? Which And it's something that's really a, a valid, uh, huge leap that I'm training a lot of the men that I work with to to um make that become what is most important Mm -hmm. right like like value that as the heart of the beauty right Mm -hmm. more than the physical Mm -hmm. and instead you'll be a happy man and and with all the brutal conditioning that we have around women's bodies and what is beautiful and what is attractive and um men are really really stuck in the physical dimension right they they don't and that's a part of what I feel like is a, a really big issue that's creating a lot of separation in relationships is that women are dying to be connected to multidimensionally. 
Right. They want to feel their whole being touched, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And so, you know, a lot of these men that are finally starting to see it, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I wish they were being, they were multiplying overnight at a, at, a, at a much higher rate than it is, but we're getting there, right? It is, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when they do, and they, they, they actually do touch the wisdom of it, it's, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Seeing the men really live, you're like, wow, it's like, this is like, a, this is the, the infinite cup right that i want to start to drink from the experience of what it's like to be with a woman Mm -hmm. yeah so that makes me curious um i've just been in an ongoing inquiry around radiance as a woman and around Mm -hmm. appropriate moments of being radiant Mm -hmm. and i'm curious as a man who is aware of a lot of nuances in interaction um especially when you're in a committed relationship. What mm. is your experience of other women outside of your relationship being fully in their radiance? And mm. yeah, there's just, there's just, I, I'm always like questioning around integrity as a woman uh-huh. with radiance uh-huh. because different aspects of radiance can um, create different outcomes sure. in, in sure. people around, in the women and the men. So I'm just sure. wondering what you have to share about that. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, both sides of the table here, like, I think we've got a ways to go. Um, Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like, like most of the women are suffering because they don't know how to govern. They don't know even how to turn it on. Right. Right. That's one level of it. So you're, you're asking, asking a question of like, once you do have it turned on, how do you govern it, you know, in balance? Yeah, with integrity. Mm -hmm. With integrity and like not going, oh, wow, this light can do something for me, right? Which, you know, to to the awakened mind or to the awakened masculine, there's a very different um, and distinct, distinct sensation when a woman is harnessing it with the dark, the dark 100%. side like with a part right versus mm-hmm. they're solid in their heart right mm-hmm. and they're they're for you they're 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 in the motivatory they are that feminine face of god right mm-hmm. the sensation of that is completely entirely different so totally so um you know do i think it's important absolutely is it important to like for women to learn and understand of uh, the difference between the two yeah um I have to say to the to to um, one side of it to get in full governorship of it, they have. To, I, I do work with a lot of women that, like, when they first start to discover it, they're um, they have a lot of fears around like what that's going to do. That's going to start getting a lot of attention, right? Mm-hmm. And like uh, when women have been really, really trained that getting attention is bad, right? Right. Right. Like that, that's not good on any level. Like right. you need to be seen, not heard. Right. Um, you know, then we have uh, do work with women to challenge to actually have to embody more of the dark side first to get over the fears of the impact. Right. Of mm. course, in a safe environment, right. In a safe container. Mm. But there are there are certain channels there around women being able to fully embody it, right, is to get past the fears of what the impact will be if they do. I feel like that's where I'm at. 
Yeah. Because I have no trouble accessing it whenever I choose, but often I don't because I don't want to impact negatively. Uh Yeah. And so you just turn, you don't turn it on at all or you dial it back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. 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 Well, I totally get that. And And especially with other men who I know are in committed relationships and things like that, because I'm just wanting to be honorable. You know, I'm not uh-huh. wanting, you know, to create any kind of ripples in the field uh-huh. and yeah, yeah, things like that. Well, I've, I've had a lot of experience working with women. And one of the things I do know is the big issue around there is jealousy, right? Yeah, like exactly. Like the moment when women turn the, turn the radiance on consciously, it can cause a lot of the rubbernecking of the men, right? Yeah. yeah. But also you can feel it. <laughs> I could, well. I think every woman can feel as a woman, you know, it's like when a woman includes the other women fully in that radiance, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a very different flavor when that radiance is just, is very, um, spherical yeah. and yeah. they're not, you can feel they're not trying to get the attention, but when you feel a woman's radiance turning on towards the men and then closing to the women, well, yeah. that doesn't yeah. feel trustable. I totally get it. I totally get it. And, you know, there's a, there's a mix, there's a real interesting navigation right there that that would have to be, you know, depending on the circumstances and the level of openness that's there with the women, you know, and the men, I would say, Mm -hmm. but um, that when you're in that place of like, is it going to cause a problem? Is it not? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think, um, you know, one of the things that I give is like at first being around women to try to mold your connections around women who feel much more um, at ease in their radiance and they don't feel like it like when they see another woman who has right. it on right that it's that it's a challenge it's actually an inspiration like hell yeah right. let's do yeah. this right yeah. like let's be the most let's yeah. be the sons in the room right yeah. like like just do it yeah so you know um, for that place of like ambivalence, like you don't know, is it okay or not okay? It's just surround yourself with more women who, mm-hmm. who aren't challenged by it, who are lifted by it, inspired right. by it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then if it's appropriate for the ones that don't, right, to like be, be bold enough to challenge it, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, look, like we need to get over being who we really are. Mm-hmm. and the power of that right mm-hmm. yeah and you know i think that there can be healthy incidents where that's appropriate and you know in the places are not quite frankly you know in my own life and what i tell a lot it's like that i i just choose not to be around engagement a lot of engagements where it's it's dumb you know the expectation is to dumb everything down right, right. i right. think for most people on the awakening path like that that ability to tolerate the kind of check the weather kind of connection you know the, the ordinary level is just not very energy rich mm-hmm. right right so it's just like mold your connections um so I do a lot of teaching with couples to like set your life up to reciprocate your radiance mm-hmm. your joy right mm-hmm. like people who who love to like like let's just knock each other out with it Right. See how, <laughs> you know, how much can we stand it yes. right just get it so yummy where we uh. just you know we're squished you know we could squeeze ourselves and orgasm just spurts <laughs> out right yeah yep. totally 
Yeah. 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 I think it's just such a, a big thing for people to actually become aware of where their energy is going to and mm -hmm. why or coming from and why, you know, yeah. it's just such a, such a big journey. And, um, you know, I just often, I often experience this life as such a feeding ground, people just feeding from each other, mm -hmm. um, rather than sourcing from themselves and <laughs> from what's really true and, uh, cool. always there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to end with one last question. What does the true embodied masculine look and feel like to you? Gosh, <laughs> oh, that's hard to put in words. Yeah. Um, and I can only speak from my level of experience. Of I would say, like, yeah, the, um, I think that the height, uh, uh, one of the, the strongest heights of my, masculine experience was when I came back from the death experience um, that I I hands down had a feeling of like what would be like the father right like the closest thing that I can know of what Jesus felt like that I and my father are one mm -hmm. um, that I'm truly not alone and that there's something that's beyond that I'm connected to that's beyond my physical and mental mental capacities, right? And that's the primary, that it's more important than anything else, right? That relationship. Mm. Um, and there's a, there's a depth of confidence there that can't be given humanly. It's not wow. a human confidence. Mm -hmm. right yeah mm -hmm. and so um the most profound feeling of deep rest without trying mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and, um just the absolute solidity and omnipresence of it yeah beautiful beautiful mm -hmm. Thank you, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much yeah. for your time. And I'll yeah. put it in the show notes, but I'd love for you to share with people um, what you're up to, what your offerings are, where they could find yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there is there is a website being built. It's not um, turned on. It will be on soon. It's, it's holographicflow.com. Uh, I am in the works right now. Uh, so the only upcoming things is that... Um, I'm going to be teaching at the Luminous Awareness Institute, and um, you can probably catch me or connect me uh, connect with me through that website of luminousawareness.com. Um, let's see here. I am currently working on a curriculum that is a relationship coaching curriculum. So it's like for people who will want to go into the business, or if they're already a, a relationship coach and they want to learn how to like go to next level powers in that that arena um i'm working on a really beautiful it'll probably be a, a year program around mm. it um probably meeting six times a year for a year uh, but it's still in the works the, um, i'm building it right now it'll probably uh something about it will 
probably release within the next three months, somewhere around wow. there. It's like That's when people exciting. start to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to come and learn and be a badass relationship coach, then they can do that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, thank so. you so much for your time. I had so much fun. It was such a beautiful, deep discussion today. Yeah. Beautiful. Very nice meeting and being with you, Siora. Yeah. Mm, yeah bless your heart bless your life yeah. and thanks everyone for listening today and you'll hear from us soon okay peace be with you thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you were able to get something from it and it was helpful Please take a moment to leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And please send this episode to at least one person. It goes a long way to get this info to people who can really benefit from it. So thanks again and I hope you'll join us for our next episode.